We are live. We are live now. We are moving. Right. We're, we're yeah, all we, moving. We missed, we missed a little bit of the pre-roll, but that's all cool. Yeah, no, that's cool. Hey, guys. It's uh, Ozzycraft Distillers shooting the shit. Uh, Craig or Crafty from Craftworks Distillery here. And then uh, in the top left-hand box on my side is the Todd, my uh, hey guys. my offside. And then uh, down in Tassie tonight, we've got Johnny from Transportation Whiskey. G'day, Johnny. G'day, mate. How are you? Good, mate. We can see you and you can't see us. Is that? <laughs> that's... I, can't, I can't see anything, no. Uh -oh. <laughs> so... For those that are wondering, um, no, it's not a screensaver. Uh, Johnny's background is not a screensaver. Where are you, mate? I'm in my car out the front of my boy's last basketball game that's going to start close to nine o'clock. So I'm I'm here and until that's a bit until that starts, and then I'm going to jump out of the car and go go watch him. <laughs> all good. Uh, it's all good. That's all good. All right. Well, so Johnny's not drinking. Um, I think that's a, a that's a pretty safe bet. Um, yep, <laughs> definitely. No, that's right. No, you're know, drinking and driving. No, drinking and driving. So I'm going to pour myself a drink. So I'm pouring a South Australian Smith's, Smith's and this is the ten year old. So Todd, why I'm doing this? What do you What do you got in your glass? Uh, if it shows up, I'm drinking Adams Peated Whiskey. Oops. Johnny's just disappeared, so hopefully he'll come back soon. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my boy, eh? He was having a bit of trouble with his computer with, like, two minutes to go. So hopefully he can reboot it or something or come back. Um, we will we'll find out so anyway, it's a yeah, Adams, a very nice drink. So hold the bottle up again. I'll try to. It's just this thing plays up a bit. Oh, is it? Yeah, no, don't hold the bottle up. <laughs> All right. Yeah, no, don't, add to, don't add to our technical glitches tonight. There you go. Does that work? Uh, yeah, yeah, it does actually. Yeah, yep. Yeah, okay, so you can see the gold on the label. It's uh, it's a very striking bottle, isn't it? It is a striking bottle. It definitely stands out. 700 mils. Yeah. Um, a little, little, little dicky bird told me that a certain person on the screen was down in Tasmania. Um, I was. I was. I had a really good three and a half days, which is not long enough to see much of Tassie, even if it is a small little island. Yeah. And I'm only saying that because it's, it's smaller than I remember than I thought it was going to be. In the sense that you could... When you're in Launceston and it's like two hours and you're in Taz in Hobart, that's closer than I thought it was going to be. Mm, yeah. Makes sense. But yeah, it was, we had really good weather. Hopefully Johnny will come back on soon. Because <laughs> you don't want, don't want us crapping on for an hour, that's for yeah. sure. No. no. So you went to um you went to Warp Harbor? I went Warp to Warp Harbor, they were closed. Yeah. Nice nice location. And you got to peer in the window and, and see see um, the inner workings from the outside, yep. I believe. Yeah, yeah, no, that was good. Yeah. And uh, 
Yeah, I only saw Wolves Harbour, um, that distillery I keep forgetting the name of. Halfway up. Um, okay. You're trying to get Johnny back on. Sorry, he's, he's, we'll see. I'm back. Oh. There you You're go. Back. Awesome. I'm sorry about that. You're uh, so we, we were just crapping on. It looks like we're going to crap on for three quarters of an hour. So, <laughs> welcome back. Thank God. Viewership <laughs> went from four to ten just like that with you coming back on. So that's a good thing. <laughs> you, must, you must have called your family to ring up, did you? That's <laughs> that's what I was doing. That's right. <laughs> Right. Well, why why we've got a stable feed? <laughs> why why, why yep. we're all here? Let's um, let's let's go. I always like going back to the start. So, Johnny, you 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 burst onto the scene. When was it? Last year? Uh, first. Uh, on, yeah, first release was July last year. That's right. Yeah, that was wow. the launch. Yeah. Okay. So it's um, it's been a big year for you, for you. I mean, you. When I say burst, I mean burst. You you really hit it hard. You you got it out there. Um, you're you're definitely in with the whole scene and that. So go back to the start. Um, how how did you? First of all, why are you doing what you do, and how did it all start? Well, I, geez, to go, not going all the way back, but I've um I've grown up you know, with some very, very much uh, a lot of Irish, old Irish culture things around the family. Um, and so when I started drinking whiskey, I, I naturally moved towards the Irish styles that um, I liked and then started getting serious about it and started collecting or drink, buying to drink, but I, I say collecting, but I was buying to drink I just bought quicker than I drank, um, which is what happened. And I ended up with a, a very large amount of, of Irish whiskies, different types. I think at one stage I had a couple of hundred or well, more than that, but uh, different Irish whiskies, right. uh, which wasn't a big thing when I started. So it was very hard to get in um, Australia. We had, you know, your Bush Mills, your, your Tullamore Jew and your Jamisons. Um, every now and then you'd find a, as something stray out in the wild, but most of the time I had to ship it over from Ireland. Yeah. Um, single pot steel whiskey quickly became my favourite style of whiskey. Um, be it your, your red breasts, your spots, your powers, anything I could get my hands on. It was all out of Middleton back then. Mm -hmm. um, but every now and then, like, I'd, I'd come across something different that I hadn't tried before and um, yeah, but again, most, mostly everything was coming out of Cooley, uh, Bush Mills or Middleton until, uh, Dingle did their first release. Um, and I got Dingle's first single pot still as well. That was, I think I managed to get a bottle of that at the start of 2018. Um, and yeah, from then, like I'd, I'd been going over to Ireland as well to go All to right. the distillery. And um, just a good excuse to buy more whiskey. Felt like I was getting it cheaper, but I probably wasn't. <laughs> that's, uh, <so> <laughs> that's right. 
Um, and then, yeah, ended up going over um, with my partner and her and I got, we got married in Dublin in 2018. And I think I bought about 23 bottles at Celtic Whiskey Shop and on that trip and um, managed to get my hands on a few different um, whiskies that were coming out at the time. Um, Dunville's quickly became one of my favourites, which was predominantly Cooley stock finished um, at Ecklandville with their, with their PX barrels, which that was the, the one I got back then. Right. And yeah, massive, massive collection. I was, I was in Middleton Distillery drinking the uh, Method and Madness 28-year-old Ruby Port um, that they gave me a free free dram of, and I'm, I was drinking that going, why, why is no one in Australia making single pot still whiskey? I was like, this style of whiskey is just phenomenal. The mouthfeel, the, the spice, everything that a, a really good single pot still has. Um, so I came back and... Well, I decided there and then that I wanted to come back and and try and uh, be a part of a single pot still being made in Australia. Yeah. So I came back, um, quickly realised, you know, you know, Peter Bignall had been doing mixed mash bills, which back in the day would have been known as, as um, pure pot still, I suppose, or, or just even just Irish whiskey back in the day. Um, but, yeah, I really wanted to do something the lines of... of the pot stills, the single pot stills coming out of Ireland. And so, um, yeah, you know, with that high content of unmalted barley and the, the small content of other grains and, yeah. and some malt in there. Yeah. So I got my first job in a distillery. Um, I started out at Sheen originally um, where they were triple distilling. I thought that was a good place to start. Because they were triple distilling um, single malt. You, you were working and, with uh, Damien Mackey, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I went out there to work with Damien Mackey, and yeah. when I got out there, he had just left. All right. So, yeah. um, you know, I did all the all the stuff you do when you started a distillery, just cleaning, cleaning, and more cleaning, basically. Yeah. And um, then. Um, Got another job at another distillery, which was just a production facility, and they uh, Damien Mackey was actually the the um, mentor there, and which was awesome because that's who you know I really got that connection with when it comes to Irish whiskey, yeah, um, and Irish culture. So we we hung out and got to the point where I was managing, ended up managing that distillery. Um, and did some work at a, at a few other distilleries for the same owner. And then come, it was around the start of 2020. Um, so Damien had, was setting up his new distillery and um, in Newtown. And so I said to him, what about doing single pot still whiskey? And he was on board straight away. He's like, that's, absolutely brilliant that's what i want to do um and he was absolutely awesome he's like would you like to come along and you can use my steels to make your whiskey i'll make my brand and you you can make your brand um and i was ecstatic i'm like 100 percent, yes so yeah that's that's um, a huge oh absolutely amazing so i actually i turned on my first wash run 
and it, this was not planned, but I turned on the run on St. Patrick's Day in 2020, mm. which um, that, was a, that was a very exciting day. Obviously, had a lot of Guinness before that started, but um, and so yeah, from from then on, just been making single pot still whiskey with Damien uh, in Newtown there. Yeah, and he's doing obviously. Yeah, he's doing the Hunter Island brand, and and I released Transportation. Um, so yeah, released in July last year, and two weeks later, I got a call from um, a mate who runs Belfast Whiskey Week, and uh, he really wanted me to take my whiskey over there and and um, and to see some other Tasmanian whiskey. So I gathered together five. Uh, five brands and, and my own, so six brands, and, and flew over to Belfast Whiskey Week and did a couple of Tasmanian whiskey tastings. And, um, you know, just love it over there regardless, but they, they actually loved our whiskey. So we're back again. I only just got back a few few weeks ago from this year's Belfast Whiskey Week, which this year we took eight brands all up. and. Right. Uh, Christy Boothlark and Hill McHenry and Alison McHenry came with me this time. So I had some travel partners. Okay, cool. Yeah, right. So that started last year, the the Belfast um, Whiskey Week, as well, far as your involvement and as far as taking Australian... No, actually, the, the year before it was online because of COVID. Right. All right. And yeah. I organised I organized, um, four Tasmanian distilleries to, to send stock over and do online tastings for the for Belfast Whiskey Week three years ago. So yeah. Um, so I had organized that uh, for that first year and then Paul who runs it sent a whole bunch of the box sets over for the online tastings and I went into the New Sydney Hotel, the Irish Irish pub in Hobart and we went upstairs and I uh, just to cover the cost of the duties of the, all that whiskey came in. It was like 10, 15 bucks or something for a tasting. Um, Paul jumped online and, and did a talk about Belfast Whiskey Week and then we consumed all the samples that he sent. He sent, oh, maybe 150, 200 samples. Um, so it was, a, it was a decent, it was yeah. a decent tasting, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah. yeah, I think John, John Jarvis and Rachel, Jarvis kicked me out of their house at about 2 a.m. that morning. So we, <laughs> we, we had a good night. John kicked you out. Jeez, that's... Uh, that, I that's know, right? That's, that's, that's saying something, isn't it? Like, <laughs> no, John didn't. Rachel Rachel had enough. And I don't know if she. I'm ever allowed back. <laughs> so there's a, real, there's a real connection then between... Um, uh, Belfast Whiskey Week and and Tasmanian distilleries now it's a, it's an ongoing thing by the looks of it and yeah that's right that's right you're the powerhouse behind it yeah well I just I mean I just have championed Irish whiskey here in Australia for for many many years and it's really been amazing to see uh, like the rise of Irish whiskey again um, not yeah. only here in here in Australia with all the different brands we're getting and people being interested in it and um but the the rise of distilleries again over there um and the amount of distilleries that are now producing single pot steel whiskey is phenomenal it's 
only 10 years and it, they've gone from, you know, the three three main distilleries to well, they're pushing 50 now. So, um, yeah, it's really, really good to see. Mm. And and making various different styles of whiskey as well. So they're... Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, nearly most of those distilleries are doing a single pot still of some description. Right. Uh, the only one I, I... I think the only ones that I know that aren't would be... Oh, there'd be a few. There'd be a few. Three or four maybe that are just doing single malt. You've yeah. got Dublin Liberties. You've got um, Waterford. You've got Bush Mills. So there's a few in there. Um and I'm pretty sure GND and, and Cooley are still just doing molten. Um, but, yeah, it's amazing to get all these different varieties now and looking at some of these historical mash bills that, that Fanon O'Connor has, has managed to um, procure through his amazing, amazing study of, of Irish whiskey history that, that he's been doing for his doctorate. Um, and... Yeah, I've actually got quite a few of those and I've been testing testing out all these ancient mash bills. Well, we say ancient, it's ancient in the in the terms of, of whiskey, I suppose, but historical mash bills is, is for a better term. But um, yeah, I've been doing the, some of those down here, which is really... So, been, so when you say historical, sort of how many years are you talking? Uh, well, the last mash bill I did was a 1916 mash bill from Old Comba. Uh, which yeah. they produced a lot, a lot of whiskey up um, up in Northern Ireland, up near Belfast. Uh, so yeah. a 1916 recipe, um, and I actually took some of that new make over to uh, Bowen Distillery, which make the Whistler brands uh, whiskey and 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 um, some others. And we tried, we got to try side by side, which was really cool because mm. they'd done the same mash bill. They used Planet Barley as well. Um, you know, there's so many differences, though. Um, you know, steel sizes, environment, um, yeah. just all kinds of so many, so many variables. But the main body of these two new makes were so similar. Uh, there was little nuances, little little differences, but the the main body was so similar. Um, so that was really exciting. And um, yeah, then we discussed, and we're, we're going to do a collaboration together, Bowen Distillery and Transportation, um, in the future. So that's going to be fun. Wow. But um, is, is the same variety. No, it wouldn't be the same variety, would it? Of barley, it. Um... They were using planet. Um, okay, and that's yeah, what. Yeah. yeah, that's what we've been using down here. So yeah, it Which actually was just. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we were in Westminster, Westminster down here for up until only a few years ago, really. So. Um, yeah, it was just really cool to, to look at these new makes. And they, they've done with Finan O'Connor as part of his doctorate actually went along to Bowen and, and ran all these different historical mash bills. And they released a, a box set of historical mash bill new make uh, right. with, with cards explaining where each one was from and things like that. So uh, the one before my last one I did was a 1953 um, Dublin mash bill, which... Uh, would have been made at, at Bow Street, um, and that was that was great. Um, so it's it's just amazing to see what even all these these small changes of, of adjunct grains and and small changes in the, your, your barley and your unmalted barley really can make 
huge changes with your mouthfeel and your and your your flavors and your textures. It's um, it just adds a whole another element. Like when I was making single malt, you know, it's you, you've got variables you can do, but nowhere near what you can do if you if you're mixing that mash bill and and adding other grains and yeah. So it's I, I feel it's yeah so much more fun to do, but um, I I definitely love sampling and and trying all the different flavors and textures that you get so so when when you when you talk about irish whiskies um it's just my my take on it um at one end of the spectrum you've got as you said like the jamisons which is very very light and and most people when they think of irish whiskey they they think of a lighter style but the other one is is chewy isn't it chewy is 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 the word chewy and spicy um yeah what's With 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 your your variation of mash bills, does it change that characteristic quite a lot? The the, the chewiness. Yeah, very much so. So, um, I've used like oats as as an adjunct adjunct grain, um, which adds a creaminess. So, um, you get that creaminess from an oat. But you also get a bit of an like an Anzac biscuity flavour coming through that you you wouldn't get from barley as much. Right. Um, you also get um, like with your un, your unmalted barley really is adding like a, a different viscosity. It, it adds um, a, what they call in all in the pot still spice. You get that from the unmalted barley, um, right. which, you know, to unseasoned drinkers, I suppose that can be seen as, as a, they can be confused with, with a whiskey burn, but it is completely different. Um, it's like, you know, I won't say it's like a rye spice because that's a different thing as well. Um but yeah, these these textures, and even just in small changes, small amounts, you get a really big difference. Um, so I'm, I think I'll be mashing in hopefully next week. I think with um, an old mash bill, which is actually running fifteen percent wheat and five percent rye um, All right. as the adjunct. So something a little bit different, um, you know, even. Even the the old 1953 mash bill. There's Fenone was laughing about the fact that there was a mash bill called the the 101 percenter because um, they chucked one percent of rye in after they'd already got their 100 <laughs> percent. Which uh, so I went out to um, see Peter Bignor and just he let me shovel a bucket full of rye out of his um, out of his shed down there and I took that in and we just added. Added a small amount of rye in there as well, so yeah. And you do you, just a, this tiny amount, just like one percent, can can add something. So it's really cool yeah. seeing, seeing the differences there. And with with you when you're mashing in with with a mixed grain like that, and this is just my curiosity, is there a a set way of doing it, a set order as far as well? The, this is this is the thing because we're. You know, and there's some really good um, online chats with Fenone and other and distillers that have been trying to run these these historical mash bills, because yeah. you know a lot of the time they'd say they were using oats as as a filter um, and things like that. So there was reasons why some of these grains were sometimes used. Maybe it wasn't always for textual. Maybe it wasn't always for flavour. Maybe it was all they could get their hands on, and, and it might have worked or whatever. So um, uh, there's 
yeah, so basically, you know, you, you can get some big gluey messes, but that's why I um, no longer clean. <laughs> I've got the, I've got the, um, so yeah, I'm, I go down with white label and, and make my, do my brews down there and yeah. um, they are just absolutely wonderful. So um, Anthony White down there has took an interest about enzymes and, and mixed mash bills and, and really embraced it. So um, we've been working closely with them down there doing that. But thankfully, he's never, ever asked me to clean out the mash tun. So yeah. I, I can't I, – that's one thing I can't comment on. <laughs> thankfully. Hopefully, I never do. <laughs> Right, so you're you're um when you when you burst on the scene, right? Um, you didn't have a lot of whiskey to start with, um, and I, I got on your website um, and had a look at earlier on, and it sold out, sold out, sold out, sold out, sold out. So yeah, um, it, is it very much hands on this stuff. Say, is it hard to get it? Yeah, is so it, yeah, so it, it is. Hard. I'm not doing large amounts, um, you know, 100, 150 bottles per release sort of thing. Um, yeah. The people who miss out, like all I can say is jump on the website and subscribe, and then you do get a 24-hour window before they go public when I'm about to release one. Um, so I've just made labels today um, with my good mate and Andy Maney, who does all my website and, and, and graphic design stuff. So we went and... Um, did some labels today, so I've got a, a really cool next release actually, it's my first ever cask, cask strength single cask right. uh, so all the bottles cask strength in this release and um, every eight months, it was a 60 litre cask every eight months I took a litre um, out of that cask, so you, when you get your bottle, which is through, it's about three years and three months old you actually get four little sample bottles and it comes with a, a new make sample of the, of the spirit, unaged spirit. It comes with an eight-month, 16-month, and a 24-month sample. So you can actually see the colour change, the flavour change, and, and the journey of the barrel, basically. So, oh, that's um, very cool. Yeah, something, you know, I, I thought about, obviously, back around eight months into the maturation of that cask, I thought... Um, I thought, you know, that's something I'd love to do. There's been some whiskies I know I would have loved to have, have seen how they were travelling throughout the years. And I get the privilege of doing it all the time in the Bond store, but a lot of people don't don't get to do that. So yeah. I thought I'll, I'll, I'll make it happen. So, um, yeah, that'll be a, a fun release. But it, there'll only be a single cast, cast strength. Um, there was probably just over 50 litres left at the end there. So I reckon there'll be about 70. 75 bottles probably so again not, yeah, no, a, not a big one it's a great experience isn't it and you know for those that haven't experienced it to give them an opportunity to to mm. see the evolution of the spirit and just see how the, the actual dna of the new make just comes that's through. right that's exactly yeah. right yeah yeah yeah, yeah so it's no. very exciting uh, everyone's frozen for me again just so you know but 
That's a warning sign. Yeah, you're going to bleed again. That's what you're telling us. <laughs> I'm, I'm, no, no, I'll, I'll, I'll just run with it this time. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so that, that, that'll be an exciting little release. And then after that, not long after that, will be my second band release. So band, band series number two. Um, so a lot of people know I did one with Flogging Molly. I was on a chat like this with Flogging Molly a few a couple of years ago and asked them if I could release a whiskey with their symbol on the front. And they said, yes, as long as you give us some bottles. So um, the second one will be coming out very soon, which I've asked another um, Irish punk band. This time I asked a Chicago band called The Tossers. Um, so if you haven't heard them, get jump online and have a look. They're absolutely amazing. So their, their version of The Parting Glass would have to be one of my favourite versions of that song. Um, yes, so that, that'll be the next... That'll come pretty quickly after the, the cast strength single cask. And so what sort, what sort of... Uh, you said three years, I, th I think you said, with, with one, one release. Uh, uh, with, um, with Irish Pots to Whiskey... When it's younger, does it is it more expressive than, than when it's when it's aged? Yeah, well, I've, I've, I mean, I have also I do a lot of barrel management, like much to to Damien's. Um, to <laughs> he used to he used to get quite a bit upset. Um, not upset, he was jokingly, but I I swap my liquid round a lot. I um um so that this might be the only single cask I ever do because I. I do change things around. I, I play with flavors. I'm really keen on having those spirit-driven whiskies that aren't overpowered by by um, the fortified, big fortified um, casks. Because um, I get, an, I, I want the texture of the grains. I want, I want some of those flavors um, coming through. Um, I think, you know, with really good bar barrel management, even um, some younger whiskies. Some, I mean, some of my younger whiskies that were like two, two years and eight months old, but it had seen three casks. Um, and, you know, I, I do play around a lot um, to find out what works with, with each type of spirit. And, and, you know, single pot still is a new thing in Australia, so trying out new things. Um, I, I barrel at different strengths, so I've never ever barreled anything at 63.4. Um, it's always been less. I've, I've gone, I think the lowest I went down to was like mid 50s. Wow. Um, so I find, you know, some of these lower ABV um, barrels are, are, are reacting much. Much differently, but a little bit quicker um, aging. You get probably some more extra tannins, in, more more wood sugars coming in. So it's uh, obviously you know bourbon has been doing that for years. So you you know you research that and how that works. And we've got a different environment here as well. So with a different environment than anywhere else, doing a different type of whiskey than anyone else. There's so much to to play around with and try and see what works and what doesn't. And I like being different and trying different things. So it's good. Yeah, I can see that. And, uh, so you're trying, <laughs> yeah, lots, lots of different things at, uh, at the same time. So it's, uh, yeah, 
yeah, you um, you're not standardizing on on one approach and just making it the, the same way. You you want to play around. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have fun with it. I think I think whiskey is, you know, have fun with it. You 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 drink to have fun. You you have fun while working. Like if anything I'm doing, if I don't enjoy doing it, stop. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. But I, I shouldn't say that because I haven't played golf in ages, and I really like that. Yeah. But <laughs> they should. I should yeah. be doing. There's other things I should make some more time for, like golf. I think. Yeah. So whiskey is a big part of your life. Um, yeah. Socially, is a big part of your life as well. I mean, there's. Yeah, you know, with the community down there, it's it's it seems like it's a really tight knit community. Uh, with oh, it's such, and, such yeah. Good, yeah, such a good community. I just spent last weekend up at Ratho Farm, which um, Greg Ramsey owns. He, he yeah. also yeah. does uh, New Zealand Whiskey Co. And yeah. we're up there yeah. with you know Peter Bignall, uh, Cam and Susie from Spring Bay, uh, Mark Teague, and and. Um, the, Corey from Lower Marsh and um, David Schmoder from Transwood and and Pam and Laurie and and Katie who's now at Warbs Harbour and just um, you know a big group of and then a whole bunch of people uh, whiskey lovers in there as well and you know we spent what Friday Saturday and I went home on Sunday feeling worse for wear but <laughs> the the community down here is amazing I get on with get on everyone gets on really well with each other and um you know the trip away with was amazing to hang out with um bill and allison mchenry and 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 christy to spend that much time hanging out with christy was awesome yeah. um i'm looking at doing a we i might as well tell you guys you'll be the first to know but we're going to do a collaboration with um transportation whiskey and hobart whiskey so i'm down cool. there with um, john jarvis and, and ben and and um, yeah, we're going to do Australia's first blend of of single pot still and, and single malt. Um, oh, that's a sellout already, Jesus! Yeah, I know, right? We're, we're you just um, Yeah, <laughs> 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 you want to you want to jump on and su subscribe yeah, to that website? Subscribe to Hobart Whiskey and Transportation. Yeah, trans transportation to Hobart. We'll call that one. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so it's going to be really good. It's really fun. I love those guys and and um, love hanging out there and and you know taking samples there and and trying a few of what they're doing. So, yeah. um, you know, everyone in the industry is just such a really good group of people and um, everyone gets on well and and you know we're doing what we love and we're drinking and sharing whiskey. So what's not to love about that? You know. Exactly. Yeah, and p people are making their own, their own take on whiskey. So all, all, everyone's having a crack at d different ways, aren't they? So, which is yeah, uh, that's right. Is. Yeah, no, that's that's really cool. So, what um, with your um, your trip to Belfast this time? Um, what were some of the uh, the events that occurred? That uh, what what happened in Belfast stays in Belfast. There were there some pretty. Uh, <laughs> No, what, what, what we did, Belfast Whiskey Week's a, a funny one because it, it runs for about 10 days. So we, we're not going to, 
say they don't know how to how many days are in a week, but I'm, I'm, I'd rather it went for longer. So I'm quite happy with that. Nine, nine or ten days. Um, by about the eighth or ninth day, you, you're starting to feel it. It's four tastings a day, midday to midnight, um, with a few Guinnesses in between or before and yeah. after. Uh, so Tasmania did, we did uh, all up. I think we did seven events during the entire thing. Wow. So wow. we did, we did four tastings just with Tasmanian whiskey. We did a Tasmanian din, uh, fine dining dinner where we had some um, f uh, produce, food produce as well as the whiskies. Uh, that was in association with the the Ulster University as well. Um, we also did so um, Cologne, which is absolutely like one of my favourite. Brands coming out of out of Ireland. It's um, probably one might be the smallest distillery, but it's you know got making the biggest noise. And Brendan Carty, who who owns and and operates that distillery, actually came down here to Tasmania. He did the opposite of me. I went to Ireland and got inspiration and came back here. He came to Tasmania, went and saw Peter Bignall, and um, checked out his distillery uh, for a few days, and then he went back and built a similar distillery over there that's you know, fire, fire-driven stills and mixed mash bills, and um, so we did a. T I did a tasting with him, so it was transportation and Cologne, um, talking about getting shipped from from Ireland down to Tasmania, and we put a, a put a bottle of remnant in there in the tasting, talking about um, the young Islanders that were Irish exiles that were shipped down here, and one of them, Mitchell, actually lived on the on the Nantes Estate for a while. So that tied in um, with the transportation. And then, um, funnily enough, Peter Bignall's family used to own the Nant Estate for a while as well. So that tied into the back in the story back to Belgrove. So we can try some Belgrove. And then the fact that um, Brendan Carty had gone to Belgrove to get his inspiration to build Cologne. And then we tasted some Cologne. And, and uh, Christy got up and talked about her. Uh, family from Cork who who received transportation as well, so we, we got a Kalara in there as well. But it all tied together beautifully as a lovely little history and and um, mainly lots of really good whiskey <laughs> was drunk as well. So yeah. we did that, and then we did a big expo. So like a showcase um, with all the brands. Um, so you know there was everything there: Redbreast. Um, the Teeling, yeah, Dunville's, which I couldn't talk enough about Eklundville and Dunville's, what they're doing. Um, Eklundville is a stunning, a stunning estate where they're doing paddock to bottle. They're doing uh, their, their Dunville's range. So they've revived old brands. Dunville's actually supplied the Titanic um, back in the day. So that, that was a Lazarus brand they've brought back. They also yeah. brought back Old Comber. Um Old Comba pot steel, uh, and then they're doing their own single pot steel paddock to bottle, which will come out under the Ecklandville label when that's released later in the year. Um, but yeah, there was Dublin Liberties, there was you know, um, McConnell's, which McConnell's distillery they're building at the moment. We went and did the tour of that distillery, which has been built in uh, Crumlin Road Jail, um, in Belfast. So you know, it's amazing. There's all the old stairwell in, and the stills are running down the middle of, with all the cells off to the side. Um, so 
we were doing an expo with all these amazing brands and you know our tassie table was packed out for the whole yeah. thing it was really really cool um been such a big fan of irish whiskies to be um in the same room sharing my own whiskey and and other tasmanian brands was just um yeah it was a highlight it was phenomenal it was really good yeah be a proud moment I, I would imagine yeah 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 it really really was um you know the the only downside to that was i didn't get enough time to go around and drink all the great irish whiskies that were in the room <laughs> that's why i had to um had to bring a few back with me so <laughs> and how, how were the tassie whiskies perceived with oh, the, the response yeah the response was phenomenal um yeah. Absolutely amazing. The online response from people on social medias, talking about it and put, posting up photos. Um, we had an, an amazing guy over there that does does some art, uh, whiskey art, and he actually came over and gave us a picture of each brand that was there um, that he signed one of one, and um, you know which was awesome. He's you got to check his stuff out. Um, I'll put a link up on on um socials to his stuff because yeah that was that was really cool yeah. um but the response yeah. from the the punters was phenomenal like um we sold you know we every brand that was there sold sold whiskey um it was pretty non-stop actually to be honest so um yeah i couldn't have couldn't have expected a better response from the from the customers and the, the punters and the other distillers and the other brands um yeah i just i mean i love the place everyone's um out for the crack and and the crack was had i tell you it was unreal <laughs> it sounds like it'll be the crack next year it's a oh. ongoing thing is it yeah you're looking yeah well next year we're actually going to have a, the first one we've got is cork whiskey fest so uh, I got on really well with Laurie last year, uh, Laurie O'Dwyer, um, and one of you know my um, old nanny Dwyer, so we're probably related. Um, we got on really well, and he ended up starting Cork Whiskey Fest, which ran for the first time in March this year, and mm. blew up and was absolutely amazing. So we're going to go do Cork Whiskey Fest in March. Um, then we're going to do. Uh, whiskey Live in Dublin in May, right. and then Belfast yeah. Whiskey Week again in July like next year. So I might as well just live there for half the year, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> and now, and now we know why you keep selling out because you're not making anything. You're travelling over the world. <laughs> yeah, no, I've got enough time to make some too. So um, as much as my money will allow, I, I put down as much as I can. But on on an example for every hundred liters i sell i'll make three to five hundred more so yeah. um that definitely will keep building the volumes and um you know i can only do what i can do <laughs> i'll get as much down as i can yeah all right hey that's that's a cool story and i'm just looking at the clock and i know you're uh you got to jump out uh, fairly shortly, so it's causeway time. Um, yep, causeway. Yep. So uh, awesome! Thank you, thanks, Johnny. It was that was really really cool. I mean, geez, you're a historian, you're a d distiller, uh, you're a character, um, 
and uh, it's been yeah, it's been great. Thanks for uh, spending time with us, and um, we'll let you go. And uh, yeah, you'll uh, have a dram when you get home, I imagine. I, I definitely will. Thanks very much for having me. Um, remember meeting Todd up in Canberra there, and and um, you guys are great. What you do, you're obviously really killing it on the on the scene and it's good to see so keep doing what you're doing and hopefully we get to catch up for a dram sounds good sounds all right we'll see you around Look forward to hearing awesome. that your son won yeah i will i'll tell you if they won or not yeah <laughs> excellent thanks heaps guys all right see you Johnny. see you around dad. legend thanks guys see ya. Bye.